This is how to spend $10,000 on stocks. These are two perfect $10,000 portfolios for today. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to tell you how we would spend $10,000 on making a stock portfolio. These are really well thought out portfolios because today's market is really, really funny. You know, we have a potential looming recession. We're talking about a bear market. We have the Fed increasing interest rates. We have inflation. Where the heck do you put money right now? Yeah, I think this is a good time for a lot of investors to rebalance their portfolio and diversify into sectors they may not have thought about for the past many, many years, right? Because as we've mentioned in all of the previous stock episodes we've done, which you should go check out, like our recession-proof stocks, our food stocks. Wartime stocks. Yeah, and then the great stock market rotation. That's a good one. Um, it's a changing environment. And if you don't react to what's going on in the macro, the world, your stocks are going to get wrecked. Yeah. So we've made these $10,000 stock portfolios specifically starting from today, you know, moving forward for like, you know, a year or two. This is how we've kind of positioned them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's imagine that we were just handed a fresh $10,000 each. How are we going to use it? And let's presume for each one, like let's say we say we're going to put $2,000 into this one stock. Mm -hmm. We don't just buy $2,000. We don't just slap it in there. We'll probably dollar cost average into the position. So, you know, today we'll put in $200 of that $2,000. Next week we'll put another $200 in of that $2,000. Right. So just assume that with each one of these picks, right? Yeah. Is that safe, safe to say? Yeah, 100%. Don't go all in dollar cost average because you might get a better price in a, a week or a month or whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a quick, quick background of why we've chosen these stocks. As you said, we've got a looming recession. We've got, you know, still an ongoing pandemic. We've got rising oil prices. We've got supply shortages, food shortages, skyrocketing energy prices. You know, there's a still the, the conflict in Russia. All of these factors are playing into certain sectors going into the tube and certain sectors now have possibly multiple years of runway. Yeah. So this isn't going to be your typical uh, stock portfolio full of eight tech companies, you know, throw Google, Apple, Amazon, and, you know, call it a day, right? That's right. We, there's some, this is well thought out. And I think this, this will give some pure balance to your portfolio. All right. Um, let's start it off. So the first stock that I have in my portfolio and if you've been following us in the Discord and on YouTube, this will come as no shock to you. I'm going with a food stock. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right? Like we've been, we've been harping on these food stocks. The global food crisis has only just begun. Many are calling for it to go well through 2023, possibly 24. So I'm going for the company that produces seeds, pesticides, and has crazy connections to some of the world's biggest food suppliers, which is Bayer. Mm. So B-A-Y-R dot Y is the ticker. Okay. We've talked about this one multiple times in all of our platforms, and it's still sitting at a good price. What's it sitting at, at the moment? Sorry. It, you it, say like if you if you look at the we'll pull up the start stock uh the chart here quickly. 
um, it still hasn't seen the rip. Right. You know, a lot of the food stocks are sitting well at all times. Oh, time yeah, highs. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So um, I pulled up the chart right now. Bayer is currently at 17.75 a share. If you go back five years ago, it's double that. That's, yeah. And the way you look at it, too, it's like it's now it's starting to curl up. And so the thing you guys have to understand with the food crisis, <clears throat> I don't know where you watch your news or how you get your, your resources to, to know what's going on around the world, but. If you're watching CNN or you're watching CBC or, you know, any of the NBC, the major news outlets, you're probably not really going to know what's necessarily going on in Sri Lanka or, you know, some of these other second, third world countries. They're getting hit right now severely. It is eventually going to make its way over here. The same thing with like the pandemic and COVID. It originated somewhere and we're like, oh, yeah, it's never going to come over here. Well, guess what? It did. And it affected all of us. This is going to happen whether we like it or not. These are excellent plays. Yeah, so Bayer's still selling, uh, sitting way off all-time highs, and given the microeconomic environment, that's a no-brainer for me. Absolutely. So I've I've balanced my portfolio where there's a looming recession. So I looked at consumer staples. I look at utility and utilities. You know, it's like water, hydro, et cetera, and then healthcare. I also have two tech stocks that have, in my in my mind, they're bottoming out, and I think you know, I it's a little bit of play money. In when the tech stock industry sector roars back, so I did the same thing, and I went into, I went to food as well. You know, I think this is one of the, this is my biggest position too of the portfolio. Okay, I put three thousand dollars into this. Right to me, this is like my Comstock resources play that I picked from the wartime stocks. That's yep. now up close to two hundred percent. Um, which is really tough to pick when the stock market's been tumbling. For sure. So to me, this is just as strong of a stock. So this is with the this is a consumer staple. So this is good for recessions, but it also factors in the fact that there's going to be a food sh- shortage. So it hits two main points. Rising consumer prices are good for this one. Um, <clears throat> the revenue has increased 20%. Their net income is up 250%. Their net profit margin is up 200%. They have positive free cash flow for the past seven years. You Love want, in, when you're going to a recession, you want positive free cash flow. The company is reinvesting money back into itself. So they spent $400 million over the past five years. They're now seeing 25% return on investment of capital. So they're now seeing growth from that investment. What I like is they also offer a 5% dividend. So you're kind of hedging yourself against the inflation. Yep. It's also one of those stocks too that has, you know, like we f- you finally find the perfect stock and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is great. And you look at the chart and it's already at its all-time high. Yeah. This one is trading where it IPO'd at. So the momentum it's had, it's had over the year, it's up like 40%, but it's still now just trading at where it IPO'd in 2012. Um, they have a market cap of 1 billion. If you, this is a little bit more technical, but if you look at their their forward price to earnings ratio, they're 50% lower than everybody else in the sector, but they're showing tremendous growth. Right. So this is a company that I think I would really look at because it, it ticks the recession boxes, but also the food shortage that we're also about to see. Right. What's the company? 
I agree. This is, <laughs> did I not? <laughs> you never said the company. <laughs> well, make sure you guys are tuning in all the way to the end. Oh, man. Make sure you tune I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for the stock. And he's like, yeah, that's my, that's my favorite stock. Make sure you tune, make sure you tune into the end of the episode because <laughs> that's when I'm going to reveal it. Oh, geez. All right. What's the, what's the name? Adeco Agro. Adeco Agro. So trading is the ticker A-G-R-O. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So they do everything food. This is, they do planting. They do harvesting. They do packaging of farming crops. Uh, everything agricultural. I like it. I, lo- I love the food. Love the food stock. You gotta have gotta have some sort of food stock in your portfolio right now. Given everything going on in the world and all those stats you ripped off there, forget the name. We don't need to know. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's, <laughs> I love it. Let's, let's move on. Um, okay. I was so fired up, man. I'm I like, know this, you were fucking. This into stock it. is sick. I think it's the whole. Well, the time's up now, so that's it. The whole episode's about that stock, and we don't, don't even know the name of it. Tune into the next yeah. episode. All right. Um, what else you got? So now we're gonna, I'm going to move on to energy, which you said you're you're into as well. So I think energy is a big time play um, for everything that's going forward. You know, we have shortages coming. Uh, you know, the Russian energy uh, supply is you know potentially cut off from the rest of the world. Transportation, gas, everything's out of control right now. When you go into a recession, it's it's the the critical things for life that matter. You know, food, energy, transport, healthcare. These are the companies that will not only survive the recession, but come out much better in much better shape than these fringe tech companies that, you know, you don't really need a, a space phone or a 3D printer, right? No. So I'm looking at energy and, you know, you had that great call for Comstock Resources um, a few months ago. So I, I continued along that, um, that train of thought, which is natural gas companies. So I was looking at other natural gas companies similar to Comstock that haven't seen really a, a huge run as well. Uh, so this company, Southwestern Energy, mm. natural gas is going to continue to rip because it's one of the it's one of the cleanest energies of the kind of fossil fuel ones. You know, it's not quite solar, but it's not coal. Yeah. So natural gas is going to see um, a lot of demand going forward, uh, especially with Russia as one of the bigger producers. It's all time high is up around you know fifty, and now it's at nine, eight or nine dollars. So this thing has massive room to run. And if you listen to our stock market rotation episode. The rotation of these sectors typically takes 10 to 12 years, and we're only just at the start of this energy and commodities run now. So you could see this thing back up at 50 in a few years. Yeah, absolutely. And the g- beautiful thing about natural gas is it's used to create nitrogen, which is then used in fertilizers. So it's a food stock. It's a food stock. It's also uh, kind of like a food stock. It works well because we have to heat our homes with it. I think like you know, there's some crazy percentage. Sorry, I have on the top of my head, but how much of the U.S. actually uses it every year? You know, they heat their homes and they're cooking, et cetera. So yeah, it's a, it's a good play. So I was going to, you know, we, you could also go with Comstock Resources, yeah. but I was assuming you were going to put that in yours. So I was like, I'll go down a different route. So it's Southwestern Energy. The ticker is SWN. I'm already up so big on that one. I don't want to put any more money. Okay, into fair it. enough. <laughs> this is a new portfolio. Yeah, yeah. This is brand new. Yeah. I'm building a new one. Okay. All right. So I'm going to stick with the energy side of thing as well. Um, again, th- because of that past episode that we did, it's the great rotation from tech into energy. Like, this is another one I think that needs to be on everybody's radar. Should I give the name now or just at some point? <laughs> <give it. laughs> All right, this is this is called Exelon. So E X C. I would put two thousand dollars into this one. So a little bit less than my previous play because I I think the food shortage people aren't really picking up on it just yet. So I think there's a better return there. And this one has also seen a bit of an uptick in its price. So it's not trading as low previous to its all-time high it's it's approaching all-time highs but it's everything energy 
It's the generation of energy. It's the delivery of energy. It's the marketing of en- energy. What I like about this company is not just electricity. It, they own nuclear. They have wind, hydroelectric, solar, traditional fossil fuels within their portfolio. This is the nation's largest provider. They, they provide energy to over 10 million customers in the U.S. They're going to benefit from Biden's 500... You remember that Biden uh, infrastructure bill, like yeah. $2 trillion? So there's going to be a $500 billion in new spend coming to the sector. Um, again, when it comes to recession, you're trying to look to uh, things that consumers are still going to use, consumer staples, utilities. Everybody's still going to be using energy. This is not going away. We still, and if anything, people are going to be at home more, watching the TV. If they're not at work, they're getting laid off, whatever, right? The global utilities market is expected to grow annually by 7% per year. So we're seeing growth in the overall sector. And there's an energy crunch in Europe right now. This company, you talk about recessions, you talk about bear markets, you want companies that are cash flow positive. This, this has positive free cash flow of $1.4 billion. So it's sitting on a bunch of money. And let's say we get out of this recession. This is something you alluded to in one of our previous podcasts is innovation starts to kick up again, right? And that's when all of a sudden you're flicking on the switches at all these industrial plants and it's like, it's go time again. Yep. So that's when there's even more usage of this energy. Right. The fact that it even op- offers a 3% dividends is another another win. Yeah, energy starts to really take hold when you come out of recessions. So, you know, if, if we're positioning these portfolios for a few years from now down the line then it's going to have tailwinds coming out of the recession as well. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of a double double whammy. I like it. All right, let's move on to my next pick, which is, um, you know, keeping along the same line, same lines that we've been talking about here for months. It's it's consumer staples. So consumer staples stocks got hammered last or two weeks ago when their earnings reports came out because inflation had destroyed their profit margins. But I see that as a buying opportunity. You know, when we're going into a multi possible multi-year recession here, People are spending money at the staples, you know, so you have a, a couple of companies you can pick from. I pick Costco. Mm, yeah. You know, if you look at that chart over its lifetime, that is just a up and to the right. And it finally saw a big dip because of the inflation, but inflation will subside. So when inflation starts to go down and their profit margin starts to go back up and people are spending, they have to go to Costco because they have to buy in bulk because they're not making as much money. Things are more expensive. There's so many factors for me that see consumer staple stocks as somewhere you should park a bit of your money. Mm. I just think Costco is, is a, a better business than something like, I don't know, you could tar- Target or Walmart or Home Depot, that kind of stuff. But I don't know, for me, Costco with that bulk buying, families in a they, pinch. They have a really good uh, business model. There's like the subscription uh, thing? Yeah, like they just, some. it's the way, it's they, they purposely grow at a slower pace to ensure that they're doing everything right. Like it's not like a Walmart where they, they tried to go into this country and this country and yeah, they do, they do it differently and they do it strategically and it's been paying off for like forever for Man, them. people like you talk about like high quality, right? Like yeah. don't, they don't put shitty products Kirkland? Into, into their store. There was one of those like Buzzfeed articles I clicked on. It's like, which product, which, uh, which companies make the Kirkland version? You know, it's like Starbucks makes the Kirkland coffee, you know, Duracell makes the Kirkland batteries. Right. Grey Goose makes the Kirkland or Belvedere makes the Kirkland vodka. Yeah. And talk about like a cult fault, man. People that are Costco people They're are Costco, Costco people. people. Yeah. And when you're talking about stocks, like a cult following, like a Lululemon or an Apple, that's what you want in a stock. So for me, Costco is my staple and it just fits the the, the global trends. Dude, the Kirkland golf balls. Those, yeah, they're man. great. I got home one every time. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like pro V ones. Yeah, probably are Titleist. Yeah. Um, okay. So I looked into recession, like recession proof stocks, but tech as well. So this one is a combination of the two. 
So I went with the consumer staples, the utilities. Now I'm going into healthcare. So with this one, this one's gone from $293 in 2021, which is not long ago, down to 32 bucks. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to allocate $1,000 to this one. It's I'm not putting as much into my energy play or my food play, but this is a tech tech sector play that is also in the healthcare. Like I said, it's Teladoc, TDoc, trades on ticker TDoc. There is a looming healthcare shortage that is also going to occur uh, momentarily. And I think it's something expected like 48% of healthcare workers are planning to leave the profession by 2025. Damn. That's not good. That's not, you know, where we live currently, every medical clinic ha- now has shut down. You can't, there's no walking clinic. You have mm. to go to the emergency room to see a doctor. That's not, that's not good. No. So I see this as a solution to the upcoming problem of yes there's gonna be less doctors but you can have access to healthcare advice at least from a from afar right this one saw their they saw this was one of the top performing stocks during covid because people didn't want to go into healthcare facilities but because this is this is why i'm picking them their guy they saw such a spike that now their guidance has been changed so like, oh, well, we're not going to hit those numbers again. Of course not. Yeah. We just had a pandemic. But if you look to the future and ignore how everybody has kind of kiboshed the stock because of the high guidance they, they previously had before, to me, this looks like a great play over the next three to four, five years. Yeah. It's like, it's like a lot of those post-COVID stocks have been absolutely hammered, like a Zoom or a DocuSign, you know, Twilio, all those tech companies that had those massive run-ups when COVID because it's like, oh, it's a COVID stock. It's a pandemic stock. Well, now that we're coming out of this pandemic slowly and these guidances have been slashed, their valuations have been crushed. That's the thing. But the ones that can still thrive in a post-COVID world, which, you know, judging by what you think, Teladoc definitely could. Um, those could be good buys right now at, at cheap valuations. So where I think this will really thrive is in the mental health side of things so you know you obviously go into the doctor to get your your knee worked on it like don't imagine it from that perspective imagine it more from like a mental health perspective right so mental health visits have gone from 20 percent in 2019 up to 40 percent today that is a fucking large percent of them that's kind of scary (laughs) the other thing about these telehealth visits they're higher now than they were before the pandemic so people kind of adjusted to this new technology yeah i think the guidance screwed them coming off obviously a pandemic and I think this is a, a trading at two ninety three previous down to thirty two bucks. I, like I think it. it could be a home run. I like it. All right, moving on. My next pick. Um, you know, I, I, I'm still gonna have to put some tech in my portfolio, especially because tech stocks are trading at very low valuations right now. So I'm looking for companies that I believe in with strong founders. I'm I'm putting Tesla in my portfolio. I got out mine as well. So yeah. we can we let's cross this one off yeah, together. Yeah, perfect. So we're both putting Tesla in our portfolio. Yeah. You know, when you look at a tech company that is trading, you know, well off its all-time high, Elon Musk is the founder. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. Tesla is not just a car company, but many people value it as a car company. You know, they have their whole green energy, batteries, solar, all that kind of stuff. They're building Tesla robots. Which are going to be coming out very soon. Man, there's this is, a, this is a, about 10 companies in one company. Elon Musk actually tweeted about that the other day. There was that uh, viral tweet about how many companies he'd started in X amount of time. And then he, he replied to it, man, he's been replying to everything. He's like, <laughs> actually, if you think about it, Tesla has actually seven companies. And he's like, this arm, this arm, this arm, this arm, this arm. So there's so much more to Tesla than what everyone thinks it is. And 
you don't get that many opportunities to buy a company like this at a discount, you know, quote unquote discount valuation. So I'm, I'm, I'm allocating some money to Tesla in my portfolio. By the way, I didn't say what I'm allocating. I'm just going to go, I have six positions. I'm just going to go equal on mine. So I don't know, 10 divided by six, like just over 1500 bucks. Yeah. Sweet. So the thing I like about Tesla is these robots. So I was listening to an interview with uh, Elon a couple weeks back and he sees the robot business being like 10 times the car business. And it makes sense. We have people not going back to work. People just aren't working. I don't know where the fuck they are. You have companies laying off. When they do have to rehire, if he can time it up perfectly with these robots, I mean, fuck. You, bu- you do a one-time purchase. You don't have to deal with these employees quitting all the time. The other thing about Tesla and what makes them so great is they've built so many of these huge gigafactories they can now manufacture almost whatever they want. Right. So let's say there's another pandemic or something. They can start manufacturing anything like healthcare equipment, et cetera. This is what he's setting himself up to to do. And this business, I think, can thrive. Next thing you know, you're going to have his electric cars powering your home. You know, power, the the car could act as a battery for this storage of the, of the solar panels and yeah. whatnot. So... Yeah, look, I think I think <laughs> if you're thinking about putting a little bit of tech in your portfolio, you mean need to have it. And yeah. it's only trading at what, like seven hundred dollars? I mean, not only. Yeah. Seven hundred bucks versus its previous high of thirteen hundred or something. Yeah, so like it's down that. nearly fifty percent. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good one to have. Yeah. All right, so we both had Tesla. So that was both of our fourth ones, right? Yeah. Two more. My uh, my last one is uh, last you, one. Do you have, you have five? Yeah, I have okay, five. Okay, five. All right, yeah. I have two left. Okay, you go. So I'll go with my three, and then you yeah, get the last one. Sweet. All right. Uh, so my my last two are actually ETFs. Mm. Um, so my, I'll say my, my very last one is very interesting. So I'll go with my, I'll bring the other one up, <laughs> um, from the outside in and we got, it's kind of, it is similar to Tesla. It's, I'm going to go with the arc innovation ETF, right? Because man, that thing is trading. It is so low right now. So low. Yeah. And I trust Kathy Wood, even though obviously, you know, a lot of her picks and stuff have gotten decimated, like the entire market. I want to have some tech in my portfolio. Even though I've, you know, I've got my food stock, I've got my staples, got my energy, but I still want to have some tech. So in addition to Tesla, I'm going to save the ARK Innovation because I trust Kathy Wood. It's trading at such a low valuation right now. And I know she's going to reposition it to tech that will come out of a recession better. Yeah. You know, she may have got blindsided by what happened in the market over the last six to eight months, but I'm putting my faith. If you're going to have any tech ETF, that's, that's a good one. She's got Teladoc in there. She does. She yeah. just made a big purchase of Teladoc. I know she is a Teladoc girl. I've seen that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the Arc, Arc Innovation ETF in there. It's a trading at a discount valuation. You can see in the chart, which would just be pulled up. It's like I don't know, eighty percent down. Yeah, that's a good buy zone for me. I know some of, a lot of her picks are down, but I just think she's so forward thinking. I think she's like a five to ten year thinker, and you know, a lot of these sectors are gonna go through lulls and 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 dips. I just think, yeah, it's just her vision. Her vision's a little bit longer than the average uh, the average retail investor mm. is. That's all. It's down from 160 to 50. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So as for an ETF to go down that much, that's that's a buy yeah, zone. Usually ETFs are a little bit more safe, right? Because yeah. they reposition, et cetera. For me, that's a buy zone. Yeah, definitely. All right, my last one is Unity. So <clears throat> Unity, believe it or not, I didn't realize this is pretty freaking crazy. This is the game engine that sees 2.8 billion with a B monthly active users play games across apps built on unity. Facebook by comparison has 2.9 billion monthly active users. Crazy. It's unbelievable to think that this company, this is a tech company that, you know, builds these gaming platforms has a user base 
the exact same on Facebook. I think it's just in- incredible. So what makes it so great is it's low code, no code. Think about what is coming down the pipeline, the metaverse. The metaverse is going to be huge. Just think of it. So it's a web three version. You go onto a website, you're able to kind of, you can shop for your Tesla car there. You don't just have to look at an image. So what's going to happen is, and the company expects this to happen. They expect 4 billion people on the platform. Why? Because companies around the world are going to be, be, be building or utilizing the metaverse to start showcasing their products. And it's not just going to be gaming anymore. So now everybody is using this technology. And I think that's where, where they're really going to see it. Um, the company's non-gaming and this. So I thought this, I'm like, wow, crazy. This is probably the route it's going to go. But then I looked deeper. The company's non-gaming business outpaced the gaming business revenue by 70% year over year. Interesting. So clearly that is where it's starting to go now. Um, 2020 run revenue up 44% year over year. I think advertising is going to be huge. And I think the metaverse is going to be massive. And I think that's where companies are going to go. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, the video gaming narrative, video game is set to take over the world as it already has been. But there's so much potential, you know, not even just in Asia, North America, Europe. Video gaming, think about how much we love video games. Think about how much people that are younger than us love video games. Think about how much their kids will love video games. Yeah. Video games is the future. And that's, as you pointed out by those stats, the authority in the video game space. So, But yeah, it's also it's it's the fact that it's no code for businesses to now start using this so that people can enter into their shop yep. online. So, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. My last pick is another ETF. Um, so it's, it's an interesting one. I'm going to go with the India shares ETF. All right. So the reasoning here is that we're heading into a economic contraction time. All these high flying economies like America and China and some European company uh, countries, this is where they start to see a contraction, right? But all major global analysts in the UN have all put out reports that the fastest growing economy over the next five to 10 years will be India. Mm. So I'm looking at the ETF that has all of the top Indian companies in it because they are projected to outpace all other countries in growth over the coming years. So whereas the American economy has been high flying, the Indian economy is really starting to get going. Right. So I pulled up the ETF the other day and they have, not only is this good because the economic uh, tailwind is behind India. A lot of the top holdings in the ETF are going back to our first narrative of our portfolio. Right. Energy, industrials, banks, materials, healthcare, and then tech in India. So I think a lot of countries are going to be contracting over the next year or two. India is just getting going and it has all the narratives of the other companies that we like in there. So for me, that's just taking all the boxes. I would put the Indy, so it's I-N-D-Y, the India Shares ETFs going in my portfolio. There we go. I like it. Yeah, it's an interesting pick, right? A bit out of left yeah. field. No, yeah. It's always good to have an interesting pick on the show because people never know what they're going to get. Boom. You never know if you're going to do a three-minute speech on a stock and never even say the fucking name. <laughs> so that that, <laughs> that stock was, that stock again was Adeco Agro, A-G-R-O. Uh, that's my, that's my, that's my winning horse. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So I got. If you guys have been paying attention, you've noticed I've only put eight thousand dollars in. So I have three k into Adeco Agro, two k into the utility stock Exelon, EXC. I have one k into Teladoc, one k into Tesla, one k into Unity, and I'm keeping two k as cash on the sidelines to buy any additional dips. If, dip, if this baby. bear market hasn't taught you anything, you want to have some dry capital on the side. So that's why I have. $2,000 on my 10K. 
and cash, just in case. I like it, baby. Buy the dip. Well, let's come back to this episode in two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, and we'll see, and we'll see, uh, we'll see who's is in better shape. Let's do it. You still have, gonna have two k in cash in the hand, though. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, probably gonna spend it on my fucking. I don't know, maybe a little bit more Tesla or aggro. Sounds good. All right, hey, make sure you guys all tune into the next episode. That one's gonna be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.